Blog Talk Radio. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Well, you see, what had happened was... Welcome everyone, this is Clown Casey DeFudi, Africa's Reascension, the continuation of our show. Um, I still had about 20 minutes left and <clears throat> in the overtime, and my theory is, is that, because I'm on Skype now, over doing the show on Skype, and I guess, and my theory is, because it dropped... The call dropped over Skype a few times when the live stream was going on, and it just reconnected, no big deal. But when it disconnected when we were doing the overtime, when it wasn't through the computer, it's just on the phone, I guess it took me as a regular caller. And since I'm the host, when they got disconnected, everything got disconnected. And so I was like, oh, man wasn't finished yet but then i was like so that show was scheduled at nine and so i can just you can do one show a day on blog talk and so i was like midnight is a whole nother day and so that's why i went ahead and scheduled this now um so we could finish it up and then get into um, some things I'll be looking to do for year two. And I was able to finally upload the piece on um, now Ancestor Queen uh, Radabisha Heru. So I'll, I'll play that as well. But um, So since this is the continuation, that's why there's not the usual opening that we do. Because we, technically we already did it, so... So, what's wrong there? So we had left off, and I was about to speak on the deep well of African culture and spirituality by Dr. Jacob Carruthers. His African name was um, Jedi Shimsu Jehudi, and I think right when it cut me off, I was about to say, you know, he. It's a shame um, the number of downloads that this particular show has had. Um, because this this particular master teacher who really deserves that title, 
Um, was a contemporary of Dr. Clark, who we all love. Was a contemporary of Dr. Ben, who's still kicking, who we all love. A contemporary of John G. Jackson, Asa Hillier. He was there with him. He's a founding member of ASCAC, one of the first, if not the first, that had the president of the association. Um, written some seminal works, um, Irritated Genie about the Haitian Revolution. Um, intellectual warfare, collection of essays, just eviscerating Negro thought um, from Skip Gates to Cornell West and other folks, um, and censoring the thought, got a whole piece in there, the African worldview and what it is and how you should use it to move stuff forward. Um, and my favorite of his books is Medunetra um, Divine Speech. Um, looking at African deep thought. While the majority of the book is dealing with Kemet and giving Kemet an African-centered translation and interpretation, um, he also ties in some of the, the tr some traditional African wisdom, um, and he's drinking from that cup of African deep wisdom. African deep thought as well And I'm constantly quoting that book Because there's just so much good stuff In there, so much deep thought In there And that's probably one Reason I would say that some Folks don't know him and don't deal With him is um, He doesn't Have a lot of the popular stances On certain things and He was a deep And critical thinker um, not to say that the folks who we like weren't those things, but it, it's when you look at who folks do know about, when you look at folks who, when you look at the people that folks don't know about, it's sort of interesting. Uh, folks don't know about Kobe Cambone, but that, that brother is powerful and he almost single-handedly, you know, took the African-centered psychology um, by their hand and, and took them to a whole nother level. Um, it was started by, you know, other folks and, and that movement to get us to look at uh, our psychology. We're different from Caucasoids from a psychological perspective, but Kobe in his scholarship definitely took it to another level. And 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 Baba Carruthers, he took an the understanding of Kemet to a different level and unfortunately only a small group of folks know about him and his wisdom and his depth. And I was lucky enough and I shared this um on the show before this one to lead up to and give folks some type of background. Maybe I did it on the show, I forget. But I was uh, he he graciously when I was in Chicago during the time, he graciously let me sit in on what came to be his last um class before he retired and then subsequently before he became an ancestor. And I got to see um I got to sit at his feet. I got to see how the master teacher operates firsthand and and that that 
that experience was was magnificent and getting to sit and talk with him and chop stuff up and stuff like that and seeing how he acted in the classroom dynamic and stuff that was just magnificent and so dealing with this particular talk again that's this is a lecture um of his that that I put in my show um, I went to New York and I was specifically looking for some DVDs that I hadn't heard before, hadn't seen before, and that was one of them, The Deep Well of African Culture and, and Spirituality. And he just makes so many poignant and brilliant points to that, that if a lot of us listened to it multiple times and understood it and took it to heart, some of the questions and some of the stupid things that, that we do and say about Africa and African spirituality, we could not say anymore because he just lays stuff out very, very well and, and breaks it all down. And so we shared that, I shared that um, lecture um, through through Africa's recension and um, it's, it's just great. And... <laughs> And and hopefully, again, folks will listen to this recap and go back and check it out because he was a master teacher and he's still teaching from the ancestral realm as we speak. And um, we gotta we got to up the scholarship and we have to up the behavioral and psychological transformation, get the worldview back and, and get the be African behavior back as well. So... Definitely go back and download Deep Well of African Culture and Spirituality by Jacob Carruthers. Um, after that, I did a show that has been very well received, even in the short time that it's been up. Standards of Being African in Yame's Order. And that's going to be a multiple-part series as well where I'm going through the Inyame and Sheshe paradigm that was put together by um, Kwame Ajay Okoto and um, Akuya Inson Okoto, husband and wife team here in D.C., from their book, The Sankofa Movement, Reafricanization, and the Reality of War. And basically, Inyame and Sheshe, Inyame's order, are nine large areas with um, multiple points under each area, which breaks down and lays out what African thought and behavior is. By studying traditional Africa, by reading copious amounts of books, by talking it out and debating it with other people, by going to the continent multiple times by being um, initiated by um, a powerful, powerful sisters, now an ancestor, Nanakuya um, Parabia, uh, um, with into the Akan's spiritual system, into the Akan system. Um, by by living a traditional life on the continent and over here in America, 
by building a school and having it last 30 plus years that's independent and um, completely African-based and African-centered. Um, they put all that wealth of knowledge together, and and I call it the standards to being African. Uh, they call it the Nyame and Sheshe paradigm, or Nyame's order. And and I feel compelled to do these shows to um, elucidate these points and bring them out because when folks think of being African and and of African thought, they tend to think that it's just anything that Black folks do is African. They discount the Maafa enslavement. They discount that we've been transformed into Americanized, stolen Africans. They discount all of that, and if it comes from a black person, then it's African. And that type of thinking, one, um, slaps 200,000 years of counter-African knowledge in the face, Um and two is just basically disingenuous because you ain't did the research to understand what made Africa Africa specifically. The way she relates to the world, to the universe, to other Africans and to other non Africans is is different from how Chinese relate to the universe and people, um how you know, Native Americans do it, and and the most 180 degree and typical um, comparison is the way Caucasoids deal and interact with the world. And we, for some reason, well, I know the reason, but we don't want to look at and deal with raw, naked Africa. We have to blacken up other people's stuff and attempt to call it African. We want to deal with the African origins of everything else, but we never deal with the actual African origins. We don't deal with the African origins of Africa. We just want to keep comparing the little bit that we know of Africa to something else so that we can claim that something else is African. And so we're caught in that loop. Um, and so the purpose of these shows is to bring out each particular point, break it down, talk about it. And and like I say, it's over 100 points they pull together. And they definitely let you know this is not an exhaustive list. And it can be updated and, you know, it, 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 as the point where more information comes out and stuff like that, but with what they've put together, with what that is, it is the most comprehensive list that's laying out basically the standards of being African. Every culture group has standards of behavior. And and it's just asinine and, again, disingenuous to think that we African people did not have standards of behavior um, before Caucasus, before Arabs, none of that. It's just, it gets to a point really of disingenuousness with all the information that's out here um, and intellectual laziness. It's just easier to 
make foreign stuff African because they know folks don't know what is African versus actually doing the dig and doing the work, doing the study and changing the behavior um, and, 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 you know, trying to live African, especially over here in the anti-African worldview and stuff. And so, and so there will be multiple parts. Actually, again, next week, uh, we have part two laid out where we can pick up where we left off with part one. Um, okay, Skype, don't trip on me again. Okay, we're still here. Oh. oh, I ain't think nobody would show since it's so late. Hey, chat room, I ain't even been checking it. All right. So I'm not alone. Cool. All right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so um, so next week we will be doing the standards of being African in Yame's Order Part 2. And um, the document, if you go to the show page, the, the document that I'll be reading from is there. And so as the show goes on, you can read along with it, and we'll be breaking down, breaking stuff down, chopping it up, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the last show that we did before this one was um, it was a special edition. The, the, the Black Psychologist Conference had, had finally taken place because for regular listeners of the show, I'd been doing, I'd been letting folks know about it for weeks on end, and I'm a member of the Association of Black Psychologists, and they had their convention in D.C., and, you know, it just, all of the stars aligned, and so I was like, I'm there. The um, new president of the association is 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 a dynamic African-centered sister, Tawede Grills. She she took over presidency for the year, and 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 she has a lot of great ideas. She's already doing a lot of great scholarship. She's doing the next level of African-based. Um, Scholarship within psychology. We we had a generation of folks who um, laid the foundations for the African worldview and and laying out the theoretical framework. And so Sister Tawede is within that next group who has built an institution. She's out in um, Los Angeles, so she has an institution, and she's using the Akan reality and the Yoruba reality as healing modalities for the African community. So it's one thing to, you know, talk about the Sun Sun and the spirit and to talk about Tumid, which is power, and how those things interact within the African human. That's one thing. But where she's getting at is how to how to awaken those things, how to help us awaken and awaken the Tumi, which then gives more power to our spirit, to the Sun Sun. How 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 to do that sort of stuff. And so um it's just a brilliant sister. And so I had to um do a show about the conference and and 
And um, I didn't play her particular clip. Who did I play? Oh, yes, I played, um, they had a sovereignty, a a black power sovereignty symposium with about nine, ten speakers who all were dealing with the sovereignty piece. And so we played a clip from Glenn Ford, who who laid out some good, uh, a good critique of the Obama administration and how that's, his agenda is anti-sovereignty. It's just about, you know, reform and getting black folks to be happy in America and all that sort of stuff. So he laid his piece out well. I think we played a piece from um, Ezra Aharon, I'm the author of two books, but the one specifically um, that I picked up and that he spoke on at the conference was um, Sovereign Evolution, um, how to create a sovereign consciousness within the African population. And during that show, and I'll even do it now, when he was talking about sovereignty and when all of us was talking about sovereignty, it's not coming from that Moorish individual crap that they talk about and sovereignty packets and knowing blacks law and all that crap. No, we're talking sovereign as we are African people. We need to create an African reality wherever we are. But to do that, we have to get that in our heads first as a sovereign consciousness. And so in the book, he lays out, you know, when Caucasoids were breaking off from Britain to create the U.S., they were looking at sovereignty and statehood and 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 those type of things. And when black folks, their definition of freedom is integration and civil rights and all that sort of stuff. And he lays out that's two totally different definitions of, of freedom. Um, and so, yeah, I won't spoil all of that, but I would say folks should check that out. That's been moderately um, appreciated looking at the downloads. Um, but then, oh, I can't forget Mama Marimba Ani. She was there, and I definitely played that clip in 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 in, in the the talk. And her her piece on on sovereignty was just magnificent, and and we should listen to that, you know, at least once a week to get that understanding. Because she's talking about culture, she's talking about sovereignty, she's talking about moving out of European conceptual framework to be able to understand and create African sovereign reality. I mean, it's just great. So if y'all haven't downloaded that one, the special edition Black Psychologist Conference overview, you definitely want to check that out. and 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 I got a few other things recorded from there, and we'll see how it go. I may add those into during year two. Um, so yes, so that's an overview. I think that was about forty shows. Um, we would get um, Sanders was being African and Yame's order last week, but again, the the, the hurricane knocked out our power here. Um, for 48 hours <laughs> or actually a little bit more than that and so wasn't able to do the show and then something else I had a, some a personal thing I had to deal with and so 
And Yame's order part two just kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. And then when I looked at the calendar, I was like, oh, snap, the the year anniversary is coming up. And so I had to reschedule that for next week. So that will be what we're talking about next week, Stairs to Being African and Yame's order part two. Um, But, yeah, check out part one. Because that's that's a powerful show, I think, and and a lot of other folks think that too. So check that out. So that was an overview of year one. Um, Kimitu asked a question: Is the clip of my marimba available? Yes, it is. Um, like I say, it's on. The um, Black Psychologist show. So yeah, just download it and 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 I've got her clip in there. Like I say, as well as a few other folks who spoke at the um, Sovereignty Symposium piece. So yeah, it's there. So excuse me. So yeah, you sh- if 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 you're a Mama Rimmer fan, check that out. And then don't forget, there's also a um, I did a. Uh, <laughs> I did a um I put together the three part interview that she did with Lester Middleton right when right after Urugu had dropped. And so if you haven't heard that, I put that lecture piece in as well where she's breaking down um some key key points in her book Urugu, and I, it is definitely a must read. But it's <laughs> it's a must read semicolon. It's 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 it. If you read it properly, it will shatter a lot of your previous conceptions of the world. And I've read it twice. And every time I read it, you know, both times I read it, I pick up new stuff that I missed somehow the first time or that, you know, after you get more information and more knowledge, you then pick up stuff that you may have overlooked as highly important the first time. And so all of her books are magnificent and great. But, um, yeah, Urugu right now at least is that um, magnum opus, 16 years of in the works and and – Everyone can't digest it. Most folks can't get out of chapter one. They read the intro, which goes through a whole bunch of stuff. They get into chapter one, and and after a while, you're going to start questioning what you've been doing for however many years you've been around. It's going to make you start questioning stuff. And and if you're honest and if you're serious about moving on the African-centered path, You'll continue reading it with those questions and transforming the behavior thusly. Um, when I co-facilitated a study group around that book, we lost a whole bunch of people just out of Chapter 1 because they didn't and couldn't go through that. It was like, oh, hell no, you trying to say that what I did, it was crazy. And so, yes. <laughs> it takes courage to read it and honesty. Yes, very, very true. So yeah, and and other stuff. 
And actually, I mean, there's quite a bit of Mama Rimba that's out there that I'm going to, you know, get into the show. She's got a nice DVD out there called To Be an African Woman that I think all black women and all black men should hear, listen to on a regular basis, and then and then implement in the life, changing the behavior. I think I'm one of the only few shows that keep talking about that. We need the scholarship. We need to get the history down. We need to, you know, get the political education down. You know, those are parts of it. But changing the behavior. I'm going to keep beating that drum until there's a hole in the drum, and then I'll string it up and (laughs) beat it some more. We are stolen Africans. We come from, especially us here in America, the majority of us come from the continent. We came with specific ways of looking at and dealing with the universe. That was consciously, deliberately, and purposefully stripped and beaten down in us. I, I, I was conscious to say not out of us, but down in us. And again, like Mama Marimba said, we don't know now where to look for our continuations of Africa in us on a daily basis. But her other great book, Let the Circle Be Unbroken, you know, removes that veil, I think, clearly. And... um so that was beaten down within us real, real deep, deep and far, and we were given a new reality, given a new way of being, of thinking, of of of, of existing. And not enough of us have went back to that root and questioned that. Too many of us are saying, we're here now, that was in the past, that was four, five, six hundred years ago, you know, if you can't beat them, join them, all that other sort of stuff. And wondering then why the conditions don't change. We haven't went to the root cause. We were transformed, our consciousness was transformed into a non-African consciousness. And 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 that has to be that that has to be reworked first before all this other stuff, all of it. You give the seventy million of us here in America ten million dollars today, Caucasoids will have it back by the end of the week. The majority of it, because we're not operating out of our African mind. We're not operating out of a sovereign mind. We're not, yeah. I could go on and on for that. In other shows, I will. <laughs> but um, but that's, that's the drum I'm going to keep beating. The behavior has to change. And for anyone who knows me, I, I ain't saying I'm perfect. I got issues and Caucasoid carryovers just like all the rest of us. But you know, with what Alcoholics Anonymous, what they say, the first, the first thing to do is to acknowledge the problem. That's the first step on the road to recovery is to acknowledge the problem. 
and then, you know, put some steps forward to um, address that problem. I can say I've done that pretty well. Um, you know, and then we all work on our issues and our, our Europeanizations, you know, in different ways and all that sort of stuff. So Kamal Casey Tahuti is not perfect, but I definitely will say that all of us got to work on that behavioral transformation piece. We can get all the good history and all that sort of stuff that we want. If we don't act right towards each other, then we just got a whole bunch of nice information in our head. If we still think that women are less than, if we still think that we have to be dog-eat-dog with each other, if 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 we still think we can't build and control and run our own stuff then all that book knowledge will be for naught all right so with that said as way of segue what i'm going to do is so like we shared earlier um Queen Nzinga Radabishi Heru became an ancestor recently, August 22nd. And she was the international president since 1990 for the um, Association for the Study of Classical African Civilization, a vanguard group on um, transforming our consciousness through through the scholarship um, all of all the folks that we can name who we know and love as far as the scholars were either presidents or members within ASCAC. Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, Dr. Carruthers, John G. Jackson, Asa Harriet, Wade Noble, all of them. And so this sister was the president of the organization until she just recently passed. And so, I mean, she wasn't on the lecture circuit. You know, she did. She introduced a lot of folks, and she got introduction in their book, African Bird History Project. She, per se, wasn't known for lecturing and doing all the writing and stuff. She was known for organizing, holding the group together, for spreading. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Leonard Jeffries. Um, she was known for... Um, Getting or putting the organization together, putting it together, but for holding it together and, and keeping it going and all that sort of stuff. And so, as way of segue to move into the second part of the talk, what to look for for year two of Africa's reascension is I finally got Blog Talk to upload the clip. Um, it's the, at least as far as I know, it's the last recorded. Um, clip where she she's talking and I, I don't know if I'll play the whole thing. It's about 14 minutes long, but I really just wanted folks to hear her, hear her voice, hear her energy um um and 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 just, you know, get feel feel her spirit through the through the computer or however you're listening to it right now. I just wanted to get her energy to y'all, and so we'll play we'll play that clip. Um, I'll figure out how long 
want to play it and then get into um, some stuff to look forward to in year two and see. Don't forget, folks in the chat room, um, share, especially for folks who've been listening for a while or who've checked out some of the other archives, archive shows. Um, where where Africa recent Africa's reascension has done good at, where you think we should improve in, um, things that you heard that were great, and things that you would like to hear within year two. So, with that, we will let us share some of the words from now, ancestor. Queen and Zinger, Radabushi, Hebrew. Georgia. So it was um, in College Park, Georgia. 
So it was quite, you know, I've been traumatized. Because I'm in the South, and I don't know nothing about the South. And it goes a little slow sometimes, you know. But the blessing has been that I have family all over, you know. So I get a chance to go and visit and see good things and see people really doing it. And even though sometimes our brothers and sisters in the South seem a little bit stuck between the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement, it's all right. I have a steady group down there that is really trying to move and grow and understand the African worldview. So it's all good. I don't want to say it. Plus, the best part of it is I'm just right down the street from my twin brother. You know, so I'm like, a ha we haven't been that close since we shared the womb together. You know? <laughs> so we love that. But I do want to tell you a little bit something about ASCAC and what we've been doing. We have a lot to do, though. Now I'm, gonna, now I'm not going to like we've been doing all of that. I'm not up here for that. And I'm only going to take two, three more minutes of your time. But i got to tell you that we're on the move. We're making it happen. Uh, sometimes it seems slow. Sometimes it seems difficult. But the struggle is a long, protracted struggle. Nobody promised us anything, you know what I mean? Tell no lies and claim no easy victories. So we're not claiming any easy victories, but I want to just tell you just briefly about uh, Syracuse, New York. That's where I was. I got a, I'm on all these one-way flights from, I said, Asa, how do you do it? So I'm like running with Asa when I get there. I said, all right, Jake, I know where I am. I don't need the GPS. I was like all excited about getting to Chicago. But, um, they're speaking the name of Jacob H. Crothers all around the world. They're speaking the name of Asa G. Hilliard all around the world. People have heard of these great men. And so sometimes they just want to touch me because I know them. You know. I'm like, no, you have to know what they said. You have to be about what they're about. And so we met these young students um, at Syracuse University, and it was their Africa week. And so they were Africans from all over. So it was an opportunity for us to express to them the origins of civilization from Kemet to bring them together in the Pan-African worldview, and they were just excited and elated and want to do more with ASCAP. So that was a victory. But the, the, the victory, I guess, for me, this is the personal statement that I'm getting ready to make. We had an opportunity to go to Kansas City. Where's Kevin? I can't see Brother Heru. There you are. This brother and his mother are doing it. I mean, there were eight of us. They invited us in for an evening of excellence. So I didn't know what it was. I'm going to be honest. You know, they asked me to go to Kansas City or Kansas City. I don't even know what Kansas City is. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. Then I realized, oh, yeah, that's right. Bill Grace is from Kansas City, Missouri. You know, because I had to think back in my head. I knew Kevin was doing something with education because he's, you know, chaired a couple of our education um, workshops here at the conference. So then... I said, okay, Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. That's all I could think in my head. <laughs> so I get dressed, you know, I look on the weather, what's the weather going to be? Okay, yeah, well, we're going to be here while we're this. Okay, this is cool, this is cool, even excellent. I like that. I can dress in my African. Cool, cool, cool. So they tell me they got three schools on 40 acres. Oh, yeah, that's nice, that's nice. So. We went down there, so they picked us up in a limousine. Y'all know they were picking it high cotton, high cotton. <laughs> you know, hey, I said, shoot, oh, hey, you know what I mean? So, Patsy Hilliard, Roby Hilliard, Ace's daughter, Ace's wife, and myself, we came from Atlanta. Then we came, then Anderson Thompson and East Bay from Chicago. Then we had, um, 
James Smalls from New York. We said, oh, shoot, isn't that all this is some good happenings here, right? So then, who else can help? Wade and his, wait, that was the next day. So, so anyway, they took us, they picked us up, took us in the limousine, took us to the school, blew my mind, John Henry Clark Academy. Wow! Then they showed us other school, little kids, hello, how you doing? They said, uh, we're from the village of Kimmich, we're from the village of Ghana. Y'all heard them on the thing. I mean, they were all in the uniform, school, sick and span, clean. It was like, you know, it was just blown away. Asa Hilliard performing theater. It was like, wow. This, then, now that was just the second. I mean, we were already blown away, right? They had good lunch, soul food, so good we went and found the soul food place at night. <laughs> <laughs> Over there where the white folk was, but the food was good, live jazz. It was like, dang, you know. But it was the next day, the culmination uh, of the program. Well, actually, no, the next day was a good thing for us, too. Because then we went over to W.B. Du Bois Learning Center, where they're teaching African-American children math on Saturday from 10 to 12. The rooms are full. They got volunteers in there, almost like a one-on-one. -on -one. Addition, subtraction. They were all the way to calculus. I mean, they got wireless computers. I mean, these black folks are doing it. We're like, wow, you Kansas? <laughs> I'm in the shopping city, Atlanta. They don't want you to use the library. And I'm paying taxes. I'll tell you about that fight another time. What? Anyway, Kansas City, we're like, oh, wow, this is real nice. Then they had, we had a meeting, which I have to say, because this is really what we ought to be trying to do here, is we're talking about reviving the national Board of Education for People of African Ancestry. We started that. We've already started that. So it's like Jake said, it's not new knowledge. It's something we just need to keep going. We're just a continuation. So we met on it there, and Andy and was there. I mean, we were like just having this. This was, when we say a good time, this wasn't like drinking and partying, okay? This was like thinking and being. This was like doing what Africans are supposed to do. Deep thought and good speech. You know what I mean? So we have this meeting, so everybody's kind of riled up. Then we go back to the hotel. God has said to Marriott, look, hey, hey, look. This is, we feel, okay. So you know we busted out in our African attire for the night. We went back to the school, to the high school. It was absolutely awesome. They had dinner for us. Then they had... The program started, but so, and then they had me speak for 15 minutes, which was a good thing because I—that's what I don't have any prepared notes. I'm looking like I do, but I don't, so I'm gonna cut it short because <laughs> I've been talking since I was one years old, and y'all know. <laughs> but I had my notes; they were prepared. I had JK, so you know, I had my stuff together. But what was so good about it? They have this high school. The auditoriums are African-centered, not just. You know, the, 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 the walls got African art on it. The rug got African motif in it. You know, everything is bright and pretty and nice. The gym. Huh? And a lesson plan on This is the educator. Y'all know. He say the educator. I'm the agitator. Okay? <laughs> All right? And, girl, look, it was, it was so... It, 
The children, they greet you. Hello, I'm from the village of, may I be of service. I mean, they got African, they, they were lined up, not rowdy, not crazy, or not disciplined, not doped up like some special education children. These were our children understanding their history. They had, they had a procession for us to come in. They had a choir singing. I mean, they got their own band, well, the band just blew us away. Tuba playing, I mean, full gym. And when I say, you know, black school, a lot of us have black schools, but we always see like we got the remains of something, you know, or the school is smelling like pee or something. <laughs> you know, we've been in it a long time. We've been in this a long time. You know, we didn't have to take nothing. You know, classrooms in the one room, room in church. Come on now. Y'all know what we done had to go through to learn. These children have the best. And it's because of Kevin and his mother. I, not just not just them. Let me give it a, even a better picture. Because what you see is a true African collective coming together. They have community people, parents, teachers. The staff is just like family. They have a financial group of people helping them raise money. They have the politicians working with them. It's a whole community working together to advance our children, and they're doing it in an African-centered model. It is absolutely fabulous. I'm not lying. For those of us who've been in the struggle a long time, who've been talking, you know, charged with stealing that black thing, been denounced, and just some people don't even talk to you because you got an African name. I'm talking about some real, you get weary sometimes. You know, why am I still doing this? And for free. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but when you go to this school and you see these children, that was the reward. Children are a reward in life. But when you see what's happening in that city, in that school, with those children, those African children, that was payment enough for me. I said, it ain't like we talking in the wind. I said, Asa, you running with us, Jake. I miss Jake. Those three words I say every day, Jake, I miss you, you know. But it's almost like they have put Jake and Asa, all of their thinking and talking to work. It's working for us. So listen, all I'm telling you is to be encouraged. Stay black. Be African. Hey, the truth is here. We've separated truth from falsehood. And the example is shown not only here at the Comedic Institute, not only here at the Center for Inner City Studies, but also in Kansas City, Missouri, under the leadership of Kevin and his mother. Hail to the Africans. Um, just last year, 2010, 
Um, and so for the question in the chat, yeah, as far as I know, um, the school is still in existence. Um, I haven't heard anything different. Um, I can, you know, contact some of my connections in ASCAC just to make sure of that. But, you know, right now, still, even though it was August 22nd, you know, a lot of folks are still sort of going through the mourning process. So um, I might give it a few more, a week, another week or two, and then put out some feelers for some folks to um, get some other stuff done and all that. So, But, yeah, as far as I know, the school is still going on. So now that that was the segue to move into season two, year two of Africa's Reascension. Um, a few things that definitely got planned are some interviews. All of year one, I never got a chance to um, do any interviews. I was still still feeling stuff out and getting working with blog talk and all that sort of stuff. But I think I got that down. And so I've been in talks or I've, I, I, I've been in talks with a few folks. I've put the bug in the ear of, yeah, I'd like to get you on my blog talk show. Can I get your contact information um, of some folks? And so I'll really, really be looking forward to, um, Getting some of our thinkers, our scholars, and and even just quote unquote regular folks who are living what we're talking about um, on on the show, um, and and you know hopefully I'll give enough lead time so you know if you got questions you can prepare those and either call in or put them in the chat and we'll address them all that sort of stuff so i'm not giving any names of anybody who i've been in touch with because i don't want to um hype it up and have everyone look for stuff and then schedule conflicts or whatever happen and we can't get them and all that no i don't want to do any of that but I'll just say I have been in touch. I have put bugs in people's ear as far as um, bringing them on to the show to do some interviews, um, some serious interviews. Because some of these, I, <laughs> we we there have been some powerful people on a lot of different blog talk shows, and either either the person knew that they were you know big time but hadn't read their stuff or just wanted to deal with them with kid gloves. I don't know. It's like I'm still here at Africa's Reascension. We will still ask some tough questions. We will still try to get um, some, some good clarity out of folks. Um, it won't just be a love fest. Um, I see that a lot of time with book talks and again on other blog talk shows to get the person on and they're so giddy to have them on and you still don't get to the meat of what that person was about. You don't get to the meat of what that book or those books were about or the meat of what they are doing in their, you don't get that. And so I, I definitely want to um, bring something different. Um, keep hopefully with the tradition of Africa's reascension to be a different 
a show from the typical blog talk, quote-unquote, pro-black nationalist conscious talks that are out there. And and hopefully with the inter with the hopeful forthcoming interviews those will be the same. So um stay tuned. Um if you haven't already favorite the show, uh, or follow the show now, they've changed it up. Follow the show so then um so then you can be um abreast of everything that's happening. Um There will definitely be more book reviews and book talks Um, going through some of the older shows I I had either gave a few cursory talks of some books and haven't come back to them or I mentioned that I was going to talk about the book and haven't come back to them. And so... um, I'm I'm going to task myself to be a little bit better because I'm at the point now that I've done so much reading in the past 17 years of stuff that I can read, you know, chunks of the book and figure out where you're going. And so if I read an entire book now, then, you know, it's usually – um, some type of thought that I hadn't come across before or some information that, that is just real imperative or just some ideas that, you know, ha- have moved me to to want to, you know, read the whole book. Because um, there's so much out there. I'm like, okay, I got the premise of this book. Let me go to the next one so I can dig into it and get some real meat Versus just dealing with some appetizers, but but if I, if I'm going to share certain books and their existence with the Africa's Reascension audience, then I need to do the proper thing and um, go ahead and fully read the book, so then I can do the proper review of it over here and then go from there. Uh, that is not ego. Well, I don't know if you, in in what sense you meant that as far as ego, um, Trace. Um, but, well, since I don't know the context, I won't respond to it. Um, I definitely want to do more shows on um, books to stay away from because there's a lot of crap. That this being published, <laughs> and and on that note, it's like don't waste your hard earned money on it. Go to the library and get it. Go to if to a Barnes and Nobles <laughs> and and read it periodically there at the at the coffee shop and put it back on the shelf. Um, and I think. Was it the first talk that I did? I did a book review, a quick book review of um, Anthony Appiah's piece of crap, The Moral Code, The Honor Code, excuse me. And so that's a particular book. I'll name some books to stay away from. Um, anything that Skip Gates writes, Henry Louis Gates, is is probably a, a, a library read 
not a purchase. Um, anything that Shelby Steele writes is 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 a library read, not a purchase. Um, who else? Ellis Cole, Ellis Cosey, however you pronounce his name. Um, right, right, exactly the usual suspects. Those the knuckleheads they still write and they still out there, and for oh, <laughs> most of what Michael Eric Dyson writes is is definitely only worth reading from the library. Um, so yes, yeah, so though, but again, there's still po- most everything. That, that Kwame Apia writes, you you don't want to um, purchase those things. Uh, so yes, so I, 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 I since I'm in the book world and I do a whole bunch of reading, I can take the hit for, for y'all and, and save y'all some money. Ooh, Juan Williams, he got a new crazy book out called Muzzle, which is a whole bunch of crap. Yeah, you don't want that one. But I'll take the hit for y'all, you know, by working in a bookstore. I get to, you know, borrow it from the store and, and read it or, or read through it and look through it and whatever and then give it back to them and then do an assessment from there. So I want to add more of those type of talks into, this, in, into year two of Africa's Reascension as well. Um more conscious music and more conscious music reviews. Um, one, just so I can intersperse more music and, and more of a diversity of music within, in between, you know, segments when I'm transitioning from stuff. Um, but also... Um, I would like to highlight some of the artists and maybe even get them on or have a whole show where if I'm talking about one thing, make sure to have breaks and then highlight one particular artist. That that, that could be another thing. Um, I think that I, I think uh, Queen Jasira, J-A-S-I-R-A, I think that's her name. Um, she's popped up in my... Um, and some of my emails as far as uh I think she's down with the RBG click, the red, black and green click. And um she just dropped the album out that that sounds pretty good, at least the um the two clips that I've heard and I heard she just did a video and so I should check that out to see possibly maybe Uh, get them get them on the show and get them to talk, or if nothing else, get the uh, music on the show. Um, because hip hop is not dead, um, rap should die. I, I'm I'm of the KRS school that there's there should there are two distinctions of the music. You have hip hop, which involves that 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 the subculture of hip hop. Where you you know the DJing, the MCing, the graffiti art, all that sort of stuff. That you you, you the lyrics are usually conscious in the you know in the general sense that we use conscious and um or at least politically aware stuff like that make you think. Versus rap is the crap 
playing the clubs and and stuff like that. Hip hop is KRS One and Common and Public Enemy and Immortal Technique. Rap is Lil Wayne, Gucci Man, Nicki Minaj. You see what I'm saying? So there's a clear distinction. Again, I follow the KRS school of thought on that. And so definitely want to get more hip-hop, more of the thinking and thought-based music on the show and, and more reviews and stuff like that on the show as well. And then definitely start playing even more um, Scholar Lectures. Had great success with my marimba. Um, had not as well as I would have hoped. <laughs> success. Uh-oh. Did Skype drop again? Okay, I guess I'm still good. I don't like hearing weird beeps on my computer. Okay, yeah. Okay, we still good. Um, So, yeah. So, I definitely want to get more shows out. More Dr. Clark, hear his words. More Dr. Ben, hear his words. More Mama Rimba hear her words. Um, and then I also want to get some of the new up-and-coming folks. Let me let me share this real quick. I don't know, you know, if some of the if, – if folks who are listening now and folks who download it are part of some of the same chat boards and message boards and Ning sites and stuff that I am. But Renoko Rashidi, a few months ago, Asked an honest question, you know, just to get a feeler out there. Um, and he, the question basically was, who, who is the next Ivan Van Sertima? Who will be the next group of folks who continue the work that the the the, the OG scholars have laid for us? And you know, when I first read that, I was like. Wow, okay, that's an insightful question. That's a good question, you know. And I I follow I wanted to deliberately follow the thread because in my head I'm thinking that you know folks would lay out, you know, some of the new cats who they may know who's doing some good work here, good work there, good work there, who could be potentials, you know, to, to, to fill or follow in these shoes shoes. The majority of the responses just blew my mind. They the, the the majority of the responses was like, "How dare you ask the question?" And and the the, the work has been done, and we don't need any new. Pe- I mean, you know, that, that that's just paraphrasing. But I was like, "Huh?" So all of the history stuff has been done by Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, John G. Jackson. So we don't need any new scholars in history to 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 go another step. All the psychology stuff has been done by by Wade, Naeem, and 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 Kobe, and all of them. So we don't need anybody new doing. It, 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 the responses, y'all, just blew my mind, and I was like, "Wow, we're." And this is the quote unquote conscious folks. 
or at least the folks who would use that label. And so I was like, whew, that's, <laughs> that, that just blew me. And so here, within um, either the interviews or or playing, you know, lectures, um, get some of the new cats that at, at least that I know of. Um, um, Brother Kamathi Carr, who's the second vice president of ASCAC and who's the um, the chair of the Black Studies Department at, at Howard. Um, I mean, he's a little bit older than me, so I guess, you know, but, you know, he's not in elder status, so I guess you could consider him, you know, a, a, a younger person, but he's he's doing a lot of good work. Um, hopefully he'll he'll sit down one day and author some books, but, you know, he's doing the teaching and doing the lecturing and all that other sort of stuff in different circuits and different areas. Um, <laughs> we've just began to scratch the surface of our needs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's a brother who I know personally who who has a lot who's a, a younger cat who's got a lot to offer. Kwesi Ra Nehempata Akan and a, a personal friend and an aged contemporary of me. Um already shared some of his works on Africa's Reascension. Get him on the shows, play some of his clips. Um, for folks, um, Dr. Kwesi Konadu, he's up in New York. Um, he's he's more in the into the the, the 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 writing the books and getting the scholarship out. As far as instead of doing a lot of lecturing and talking and stuff, which is a shame because he has a lot to offer on that angle too. And that means I don't have practically any i don't have any you know audios or, or videos to convert to audio of him but could definitely you know share his information now i've shared some of his his information on other shows um um sister valethea watkins uh another powerful sister she's got a nice um article in the African World History Project um, totally eviscerating feminism and black feminism and that whole thing. I mean, she just rips it to shreds. It's just beautiful what she does. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm just throwing some names out of some other folks who aren't in the elder status and, you know, who may be a little bit younger or older than me, but who who is that uh, is that next tier of folks who are continuing the research and the practical application of it in various areas. And those just a few. So I hope the folks download this and they didn't hear their name and they think I'm slighting them. Not in the least. If I was to go through all the names of the folks I know who's doing the work, um, we'd be here for the totality of the time. And I did not want to, um, do the whole two hours again. Oh yeah, Mr. Gagut, the um Dr. Oyibo. Yeah, that see, yeah, that <laughs> his stuff is over my head. That's probably why I didn't mention him. 
Whew, I, I have tried to read some of his stuff. Uh, th- th- there's a brother who who is a theoretical physicist who who's a continental African who as um ain't getting no play from the Europeans of course because he has the um testicles deep enough to say that he has um succeeded where old Einstein has failed. And so um yeah, yeah, I'm definitely familiar with him. <laughs> but <laughs> I I'll admit it. I, I a friend of mine had one of his books and I, I did try to read it and a lot of that I have to admit was over my head. Um so yeah, so I, I didn't mention him not as a slight, but just because I slipped out my head. Um But yeah, so there's a nice group of folks that are out there who aren't getting the play, but who is that next level of of folks who will pick up the mantle and hopefully not only take the scholarship further, but take the practical application of being African further um, so we get the role models, so we get the tangible stuff so that we can move forward in this. We've had 10, 20 years of the theories. Now we need at least, and and the theories shouldn't stop. So don't don't hear that I'm saying we need to stop doing theories and no. But the practical application of African worldview needs to start balancing itself out with all of the theories and theoretical stuff that's being done out there as well too, and the actual building. Edward Bynum, that's who you're thinking of. Um, the, the the practical application, the tangible buildings, the tangible programs. That's that's what we need to be about now. Um, and and just like we heard that school in Kansas City, Missouri, is one example. And we have other independent black institutions around that that are other examples as well. Um, Another thing that I plan on talking about more in year two will be, and I struggle with this because any good general doesn't lay out the totality of the plans in a public open forum. But I'm also getting sick of the other side constantly saying that we don't have any plans and that we don't have, you know, we aren't actual. Oh, that's we don't have any plans. They keep saying that. And while Mr. Holipsism has been very good on his YouTube page and videos to um, squash that. Laying out, you know, there, there. You got Claude Anderson and his power, powernomics plan. You do have the um, plan that's in the back of destruction of black civilization. Um, there's uh, Taj Malik, Pan Africanism or Parish. He did a good show on the Black Agenda beyond the year 2000 that was put together in 1992 by a good group, a good sincere group of Pan Africanists. And and I may do a show about that as well because we were both in the same organization and so 
So there are plans that are out there. One, folks don't know about them. But two, and and more so too, doing the work isn't flashy. Talking and doing all the rhetoric and getting folks to hang on your every word, all that sort of stuff, that's the flashy stuff. And that's why a lot of folks run to that aspect of this African piece and not the less flashy but more needed buying the buildings and painting them up and doing all that sort of stuff. One great quote that I got from the um, Association of Black Psychologists was, and I'm going to paraphrase, there there will no longer be rewards for predicting catastrophe or predicting the storm. It's now time to build the arcs. We have tons and tons of people who are predicting what's going to happen next and what's going to befall Africans and this conspiracy theory and that conspiracy, all that sort of stuff. A whole bunch of folks are doing that. But ain't enough folks building the arcs. Ain't enough folks doing the nation building, as as was said in the chat room. Ain't enough folks putting together the programs, all that sort of stuff. So I've been working on something in my head, and it's still not, you know, fully worked out. But just, oh, and three, some folks want us to lay out plans not so they can be like, oh, okay, did you figure did you think about this? Let me add in this part because this is my expertise. They want you to lay out some plans solely so they can shoot it down, so they can critique it and shoot it down, so we can stay right here in America and with the European mindset. And so with all those things I've been wrestling with, sharing what I've been thinking about publicly, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of all this, you don't have a plan type of rhetoric. And so I may just go, I think I'm going to go ahead and um, sometime in in, in, in year two um, share my circle of ten plan. That's all I'll say about it now, but it's the circle of ten. So, yes, yeah, so we, we, we may add more of that in year two. So Now, one thing I saw in the chat room is to um, have more discussions on our global presence as well. And, and yeah, yeah, I can definitely get that in because I, I've got, you know, a lot of the information, some of the information at least here. Um, I would love to dig into. I got. I'm looking at a book called Black Rebels, talking about you know some of the Jamaican resistance to enslavement. Um, dig into that book and read it. I got another book called Slave Revolts in Puerto Rico. Um, lay that book. You know, get into that and lay out some of the key and critical bits of information in there. Um, I got. Two other books dealing with the struggles of the, I think it's Kwao, K-W-A-I-O people in the Solomon Islands. Um, This particular group of folks 
are 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 the group that's in the islands who are specifically and directly fighting Christianity Christian incursions and who are fighting the Europeanization of their reality. And so right when I heard that and read that I was like, ooh, I gotta find out more about these people. And 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 while while Renoko Rashidi has traveled the world and, and he you know has brought to light, you know, the the Pan African understanding throughout the, the globe there's still a few folks, you know, that I wish and few areas that I wish, since he's the traveling man, that he would go to and create those bonds and let folks know that there are black folks over here who are fighting the traditional fight for y'all, even though you're way oh on the other side of, of the of the planet. And so these folks, the K again, I need to figure out how to pronounce it, but K W A I O all the way over in the Solomon Islands, they are trying and fighting valiantly to keep their culture intact. And um, we, as this African-centered folks who are fighting to revive our culture and community, for, in an African-centered understanding, we need to know about those people. And And if we can... You know, get some type of contact with them, pen pals, go over there and talk to them, whatever. And, you know, they can inspire us. We can inspire them. And we talk about Pan-Africanism and global African community. That would be a good way of doing it. Um, Get Renoko. Again, I'm picking on him because he's the one that year-round, that's all he do basically now is travel and go, you know, Get the African presence here and there and here and there. Get them to go to New Zealand. You know, hook up with some of these Maori people because I got a book written by a Maori sister on 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 um, decolonizing methodologies. That's the title of the book. And and I mean, she's saying exactly what our scholars are saying as far as. You know the, the 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 British. I think that's the ones who colonized New Zealand. Their reality is basically erasing Maori existence, and so now there are folks who are fighting it, and 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 there's a Maori resurgence that's going on there. Um, and and again, we need to know about those folks, and in any way that we can help, uh, we need to assist that, and and. Any any information that they have to, you know, help us and tweak what we're doing, we need to use that. So let's if we're gonna do the global thing, let's let's do it all the way. And so so yeah, definitely um Kimmy too, I I I have no problem adding more of that um type of information and scholarship into the show. Um And I just, oh, speaking of that, yeah, um, I just made good connection with a sister who came, who's from Brazil, who came down for the ABCI conference. And, 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 you know, African Center, pro black, all that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, we were working, we were talking and, and bouncing ideas back and forth on each other. And she's, you know, back in Brazil now. 
she's trying to figure out, okay, how to get this African-centered information into palatable forms for her people in Rio de Janeiro. And so, you know, I gave her a few books and gave her a few ideas for her to bounce around in her head. And she was like, you know, thank you. And, you know, hopefully we'll be in touch and stay in touch and see how that's going. And 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 that's what it's got to be about. I really feel part of our mission is to be the voice piece of the indigenous people, of the traditional African people who voluntarily left Africa and migrated throughout the rest of the world and they set up the first cultures and civilizations in these different parts of the world and now they're being you know totally ostracized and ridden out of history by Caucasoids it's up to us we shouldn't be marching and begging and pleading white folks to tell our history it's up to us to find out who these people are we be the ones that go over there on fellowships and scholarships and grants and all that other stuff. And just like these Caucasoids do, sit with them for years and years and years and then write the books and get the elders to approve it and then bring that information back. Not only that, but exchange. Actually, you know, cultural ex- What word am I looking for? Um, exchange programs. A group of us go over there, and we send a group of them over here, not to be Americanized, but to, you know, work and and live in and, and mingle with the different African-centered communities. So they'll know that there are folks over here who have very similar struggles to what they're doing over there, and vice versa. And we learn from each other and link up and do that, and so... So, yes, so those are some of the ideas and hopes and aspirations, you know, for year two. And um, Inyame Adom, by the grace of Inyame, if we don't cover all what we just mentioned for year two, hey, go do a year three if need be and um, go from there. but yeah, so this continuation and the initial show was to give a recap of what has been done through year one. And so the shows <clears throat> that have in- are of interest, now that you have an idea of what they're about that you may not have downloaded the first time, check it out, download it, share it with friends. Um, the biggest thing is feedback, feedback, feedback. Leave comments, shoot me email, kamal301 at yahoo.com. Um, I've met a few folks from the chat and from the blog talk radio blogosphere. Um, exchange numbers, actually, you know, met some folks face-to-face. I want to do more of that. Um us folks of like minds, we definitely need to know each other, hook up with each other, be around each other at times, and then share the information. And then we know that 
there are other people of like minds in other areas so that once the call is put out to do the building and the program development and stuff like that, that we have those people in other areas that, that, that are ready to activate and ready to do the damn thing, basically. Because the best way to shut up all the naysayers, for real, for real, I mean, we can debate them on, you know, on stages and we can bring them on blog talk shows and debate them and we can debate them in chat rooms and all that sort of stuff. But the best way to shut up most of these naysayers is just to build. Put the clean glass next to the dirty glass. We've got empirical data to show that it's been working, transforming lives and consciousness. Network, build it, have a network of, of of the same type of stuff that's going on throughout America and throughout the rest of the world. And then just be like, and so what you doing besides talking? So those of us who have this African-centered consciousness, it's just time to build. It's time to figure out. It's time to start looking at abandoned buildings. It's time to start looking at into land auctions. It's time to start looking into creating susus, pooling groups of people's monies together, buying those buildings that you were looking into, fixing them up, you know, based on what you want it to be, a cultural center, a manufacturing plant, a a clinic, um, whatever it is, you know, fix it up. Get the equipment in to do it. Run it from an African-based um, behavioral motif. Um, have yearly reports with other folks in that network on the successes and the failures. Um, and then, you know, duplicate it throughout wherever other similar-minded folks are. We, we, we've we got the schools down. We've got, <laughs> Not to say we don't need more. Uh, we definitely need a damn university. I ain't going to get on my soapbox on the fact of, of why, how mad I am that we don't have at least one explicit African-centered university. I'm not even going to get into that. That would be a mad rant because that just upsets me. But, um... When the power went out here and and had to call Pepco to get the power turned back on, I was just like, aren't there any black energy companies, black electricity companies? Where are the black water companies, the black gas companies? Are, are there any of them? We can we got the nail shops and the restaurants and we've got independent schools and charter schools and stuff like that. We got bookstores and you know other other, other things like that, black mechanics, all that sort of stuff. But 
those bigger things that you need to maintain a nation. Again, the 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 the, the power, building it, the black African lumber companies. You know, where are they at? Do they even exist in this country? Are there some that exist that are around for just capitalist reasons? And can we use them to build and do other things that we need to do, but at least we're giving the money to buy? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But if they don't exist, they definitely should. And if they do, then then... You know, there, there needs to be a better network to get folks to know that they exist so then we can use them and, and go forward with them and make them successful and then um, take the money away from all these Caucasoid corporations that seem to have the monopoly on the power industry. And the power in this sense, again, is electricity, water, gas, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so building, 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 nation building. One of the biggest things that we lost was our concept of nation management. Dr. Clark couldn't have spoken truer words if he would have tried. So yeah. So let's see what's been going on in the chat, because we're about to go ahead and wind this up. Yeah, I'm down for all different types of power there. Because we definitely don't want to reduplicate exactly what Cargozoids are doing. Um, so if coal is running out, if oil is running out, we'll see. The, the 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 type of energy that you use would definitely be based on where you're at. Africa should definitely be dealing with just some type of solar power. For for their major source of of power, um, based on the sun, I don't know if you know New Zealand, the, the the Maoris in New Zealand get that same amount of sun. I don't know if the folks in Brazil and and and, and Colombia and all that get that same type of power. So you know we would need to. find similar-minded people in those areas that know the area, and then we would figure out how best to, um, which type of power would be best for that particular area. You know, for coastal regions, um, hydroelectric power would be the best. But then, you know, laying the piping and setting up everything and how to do that, you know, that's the whole, that's a whole nother level. So, yeah, the different types of power would definitely be, um, hey, Kim, um, the types of power that we would need would definitely be region-based and area-based um, on, on how it's done. But 
whatever type, we need to control those power plants, those hydroelectric plants, those solar plants, those thermal plants. Yeah, no nuclear. Agreed. Um, All of that. We just need to be in control of it. Um, We can, you know, give, we can sell power to anybody. Um, Of course, you know, white, black, blue, blue, green, or yellow, but definitely give better prices. Or what's the phrase that they use? Um, Favorite nation status. Ain't that the phrase that they use here? That we would give favorite Favorite trade status, favorite nation status, one of those, of course, to amenable places on the continent and throughout the rest of the world. Um, So, yeah. Um, What else? Some good stuff in this chat room. Denver, Colorado has a Tubman Hilliard Academy? What? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Got some conscious pockets. Some are everywhere. That, that is encouraging news. So yeah, I'm sorry for the dead air Just going through Checking out some of the stuff in the chat Um. Okay Okay. So, yeah, okay, so. So, we're going to go ahead and wind this down. I definitely appreciate this. I don't know where... Some of y'all are, but I know here <laughs> it's 3.30 in the morning. I mean, I'm a night owl, so that it's no big deal for me, but this is cool. I appreciate <laughs> y'all being in here at this late hour. Um, even if even if some of y'all on the West Coast, it's, it's midnight, so this is real cool. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Desperately need help in Denver. I'm sure of that. It's because it's Denver. No. <laughs> it is cold out there. No, but it, it it is. That is good to hear. that Because, that, again, it, that there's conscious pockets out there. I mean, it's hard to, well, I mean, like Idaho and Wyoming, you know, you can write those places off. But I was awakened of all places in San Diego. And, you know, that's, you know, it's not, <laughs> that's not a place you think of to to 
come into your African centered consciousness and 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 let's love everybody and and it's so beautiful and the struggle ain't here place called San Diego, but that's 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 where my blooming consciousness started from and came from. So yeah, you gotta dig around and look and um there there may be, you know, those pockets. I got a friend all the way out in Arizona who 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 is is definitely African centered and fighting to stay so based on on that craziness is going on out there and 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 Tempe and Phoenix and just all of Arizona. So there's a lot of us. <laughs> sounds like Denver. So yeah. So again, uh, the, the Africa's reascension is hopefully a place where the uh, the like-minded folks can congregate. One, let us know that y'all exist, that y'all doing stuff, that y'all need help, <laughs> that, that that you need the back, um, the encouragement that 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 other folks are out there that exists. You know, that's doing the same thing is one thing, um, but then again, linking up with folks, sharing information, maybe actually going out there. You know, I went out to Phoenix. I went out to Arizona um to 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 meet to meet the, the the people that was out there doing the thing and you know got some good connections there um, so yeah we are here we exist Caucasoids have tried hard to get rid of all consciousness but just that one piece that we have all, from the moment they stepped on the shores to right now this very nanosecond that you're hearing me we have always had people who resisted and fought back always 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 so just that piece lets it be known that this temporary caucasoid dominance is just that temporary and it's not ubiquitous it's it's not ubiquitous and omnipotent and and that whole you can't beat them join them crap and and let's just give up no there are tons of examples of folks fighting and and doing different stuff and living an african life here in the belly of the beast and throughout other parts of the world where they're being ravaged. And so we should see those stories as inspiration for ourselves to continue to do the work. The ancestors are smiling upon us and helping us. For those of us who were into the traditional African systems, the other African deities, now that we're clearer, like the deities are always trying to help us. But Islam, yeah, I said it, Islam and, 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 and Christianity, those systems block the ancestors and the deities from trying to talk to you. No, let me say it this way. It blocks you from being able to hear clearly or more clearly what they're trying to say to you. And so the deities 
our African spirit forces are always working to help us in all different ways. We just have to work on clearing our spirits so we can hear them and 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 um move forward with the guidance that they're trying to give us. So the spirit forces are working for us. The ancestors are working for us. It's just now time for us to work for us in our image and based on our knowledge and behavior and reality. So, Kimitsu, I hate to do this to you because you you on a roll here, but we're about to go ahead and, and shut it down. <clears throat> Again, thank you to everyone who, who was here. I didn't expect to have anyone in the chat room because it was so late, so that was cool. Madasi um, for that. Madasi um, for everyone who um, called in to listen. Madasi um, to everyone who will download the part one of this and this continuation. I did not want to end with a blog talk glitch and then bump the 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 standards of being African peace another week back so then do a part two so that's why I went ahead and did it now so um thank you thank you. yes yes again don't forget to follow the show you get the updates and everything and download all the shows um but the biggest thing send feedback. Let me know the good stuff. Let me know what you feel is the bad stuff. And you've just shared some of the stuff that you want to hear, so we're going to work that in as well. Man. With all that being said, ah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, please. Um, follow the show. Since this is your first time calling, you definitely want to download the first part of this one-year celebration because I went through a recap of all of the prior shows that I've done. And so that will be a good a good way of letting you know, you know, what, what I've talked about already and pique your interest and curiosity and all that sort of stuff. So on that note... In like I usually do. Abibi Fahudie, Total African Liberation. Yibedi Inconem. Yibedi Inconem. No, seriously, where's my clothes? We will be victorious. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them 
superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work. And they will lose their control.